Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 32 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Active Media, and today I am talking with Mike McKee and Danny Young, both of Bald Men Percussion. Thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. So, yeah, you're welcome. Well, I bet the first question that most people are going to ask is, why is it called Bald Man Percussion? And even if it might be not obvious, um, I will let you guys indulge to start us off. So. <laughs> well, if, if, you, if you meet us, it's pretty obvious. Uh, here's, here's, the, here's the secret. We're both two, we're, we're, we're two bald drummers, and I'll just go ahead and say it. Couldn't, couldn't be any more obvious to just put two words together and there you are. <laughs> well, see, see, my problem was I always got confused with Andy Sandberg, so I started shaving my head and now I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> Wasn't that you that I saw in Brooklyn Nine One One or Nine One One? You think I'm kidding, but uh, if people stalk far enough on my Facebook, you'll you'll find them. <laughs> really? Huh. I, I will have to go back and look. I didn't. I, I saw your picture of you without hair, but I guess I, I didn't uh, look closely enough to. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Bald Man Percussion and uh, where it came from and uh, what your guys' background is to, to get you there. Sure. Well, uh, so Danny and I met on the road. We were uh, touring in two different bands, and uh, the group he was with was opening for my band. And we met in New Orleans, and literally that, that day we kind of hit it off. We're like, oh, you're a ball drummer? I'm a ball drummer. We're going to get along just fine. <laughs> and uh, and we, both, we both found out that we really enjoy organic sounds and kind of more interesting uh, approach to drums and percussion. So we kind of hit it off on a musical level as well as a follicle or lack thereof level. <laughs> um, there, I mean, follicles have nothing to do with drum heads or, or rims <laughs> right. or anything like that. <laughs> so I guess yeah. what, what intrigued me the most about when I met Mike was he was doing, doing all sorts of weird percussive elements in his drumming. I mean, actually incorporating them into it, like putting all sorts of weird stuff on his hi-hats and playing trash cans and like just odd stuff that you wouldn't normally see. So I guess that was something that I was super interested in and kind of how this all started because he had a really early version of what's now known as the Junk Hat, which is our, our kind of first product um, on, that he was playing with Delta Ray. Yeah, so uh, Danny saw it and um, I am a very impatient person. So the version I made is just very haphazard and pretty ugly, uh, but it was functional. And we started chatting over the past, over a few weeks of the tour and um, he said, I'm a woodworker and I would love to maybe take a crack at making this for myself. Would you mind? I said, knock yourself out. He made a much better version of what I had, a lot cleaner, a little bit much more functional. And down the road, he ended up playing with Dan Taminsky on the Colbert show, right? Okay. And yeah. the yeah, and, and the house drummer saw the our you know prototype thing and he ran into Dan. He's like, I gotta have one. What is this thing? So then later on, Danny came up to me and said, man, look, you like this thing. I like this thing. House drummer for Colbert likes this thing. Let's, let's take, a, take a crack at like making them and, and seeing what happens. And we started beta testing, and it took about, I don't know, maybe nine months or so of trial and lots of error uh, before we landed on <laughs> what we have today. 
That's awesome. So I, I and I'm not to go back and watch the Gobert show, and I'm assuming that he's going to have it on there now. Uh, he actually. So that's kind of a really sad story. He he ran up to me and was super interested, and I needed to get his info. But the show was going, so he kind of ran in between you know shots where they were playing. And the second we finished playing Colbert, they shoved us, literally shoved us out the door onto a van straight to the airport. And I never got his information. Oh. <laughs> so I've sent him I've sent him probably 15 Instagram messages and he hasn't seen any of them. So I cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might do the same. The knowing, yeah. So he might be doing the same thing every night, uh, knowing that uh, he didn't get a chance to, to have a, his own junk hats. <laughs> yeah. So Joe Saylor, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> <laughs> At some point when you guys, when you, you know, after a few more months of this, he might, he might notice you again. <laughs> Hopefully. So I, you know, how, where was the original, uh, like, cause you see you kind of started on just playing on untraditional, uh, elements. Um, did, uh, cause I think the first time I probably saw anybody play a trash can might've been like going to see a, a the production of stomp or something. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, where, where was the initial inspiration that came for that? Or did it come like, is it like pre pre Broadway or, uh, was it inspired by something like Broadway? <laughs> It was not inspired by Broadway. There's, uh, I, but I, so my band Del Chere, when I joined up with them, they had a song that is uh, called Bottom of the River. And at the time, it was an acapella song. And it was a real head turner. Everybody loved it, but it was all vocals. And so I wanted to, to be part of this song without stepping on any toes and not like shoving my way in. So I was at a, a concert and I saw this drummer play and he had some crazy sound effects and I looked over and saw one of the things he had was some chains it's like oh cool that's the, that can help kind of create a vocal like sh- long draggy sound if I incorporate chains and then found some metal parts which eventually was you know we found a trash can was a good vehicle for the chains and it's been with our band ever since our first our first couple of shows doing the late night shows were bottom of the river and my television debut was me beating up a trash can with a bunch of chains on it. So um, then from there, we would, me and my bandmates would literally go to like pick and pulls, junkyard places and find parts, car parts and things like that, which uh, will just work on our songs and not everything works, but uh, it's a really fun, it's a fun band to be in as a percussionist. There's a lot of freedom. Yeah, that sounds uh, like the, the creative level is much higher than your typical uh, what four piece, three piece? <laughs> there's there's six of there's six of us. There's a bunch of us. Um, but yeah, we're there's a lot of musical freedom. It's a lot. It's really really cool. That's awesome. So um, I, maybe this was already answered, but um, what came first? Um, did the junk hat inspire Baldman, or did you kind of consider that product um, after or before? Um, did that you know which one inspired which? Ah, the old chicken or the egghead question. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm so sorry. Um, Danny, you, you could, Danny, you can answer this one, I think. Uh, well, the company Bald Man started because Mark, or Mark, wow. The company Bald Man started because Mike is a slightly better businessman than I am. Uh, and he had the foresight to think, oh, well, we might come up with several products. So we need kind of, you know, the, the, actual main vehicle that's going to distribute all of these. So it was kind of his idea to come up with a company name, but ball or the junk hats actually our first product sort of in, in this line of products that we're hoping to have through bald man percussion. 
Uh, I'm not sure if that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> um, so um, do you already have ideas for other products or what kind of, or are those still trade secrets? We do we have, have them and they are ideas. Yeah. Yeah. We cannot tell you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> Mike's yeah, we got some cool stuff group. in the back. <laughs> I smell legal paperwork heading to my mailbox. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm typing it up right now. <laughs> no, we have, we have a bunch of ideas. And again, with, with the, with the musical freedom that Dolce Ray gives me, Doing uh, ball man percussion with Danny gives us both tons of freedom because there's no rules here. And and I think we're in kind of a, a golden era of percussion and accessories and things like that. If you go on Instagram and just kind of dig into the world of drummers and, and drum sounds, there's just a plethora of sounds and, and cool ideas that are being tossed around. And um, I feel like we're in a, a great time to be part of this wave of experimental percussion. Agreed. And uh, as um, uh, Mike was telling me when we, when we, before we started, uh, you guys have only been doing this for the last six, seven months. T- 2018 is your official kickoff year? Yeah. You know, I, I guess neither of us really expected how long it would take us to kind of hone in our first product either. Um, there were just, there were a lot of funny hiccups that you have to try and figure out that now that we've figured them out seems super obvious, but I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm sure every inventor, you know, people creating products goes through this, that it's kind of like a, you know, palm to the face moment where you're like, oh, duh, <laughs> this on day one. So it, it's, it has taken us a bit longer to come up with the first product, but we're also making sure that we've got the right sound with the right look, which is the tricky part. You can make it look like crap and sound great, but nobody will buy it, so, you know, right. it's kind of a trade-off. I was a little taken aback by its initial appearance because I just saw it for the first time today on your website and I'm like, wow, what is that? <laughs> but, but you know, it's weird. If it, but if it's producing the sounds you're looking for, then you know, well, who cares what it looks like? So, <laughs> well, that's that's the interesting thing I think too is it's it does get a lot of question marks from people just because they're not exactly sure what it is and it does kind of look like a pile of junk put together. <laughs> but, but yeah, it it is very intentional and it's not something that we've seen in the percussion world, which I think makes it super unique. It's once people figure out what it does and the sounds that it makes that really kind of takes it over the edge. And you said this was your first time in NAM this year. How did it go over, you know, judging it, the book by its cover? It was, it was my, my, this is Mike here, my personal, it was my first NAM personally. Um, and I was there representing Ludwig Drums which are the best drums in the world, in case anybody was curious. <laughs> and, um, and our buddy Chris over at Big Fat Snare Drum was just crazy generous and said, hey, we love the junk hat. Why don't you bring one and let, let us set one up at the booth? And I was just floored and um, took him up on the offer and we flew in with a junk hat and a hi-hat stand, made some business cards and a little printout and kind of scrambled to make a display and got there. And as I was setting up, the first person that stopped me, this drummer named Daru Jones, who plays with Jack White, and he's like just a monster drummer. As I was setting up, he was like, dude, I love this thing. I got to have one. Where can I get one? Just from right out the gate. Amazing. (laughs) And so I set it up, and I'm kind of hovering around the booth and making my rounds to other companies that I'm working with. And um, it was just so cool seeing random drummers sit down and play this thing and they are they all have this look of confusion and then ah the light bulb goes off and they start playing with it and get it and uh, the coolest one was with uh when 
I think one of Danny's number, uh, number one drummer, maybe, uh, Benny Greb sat down and started playing it and was like, dude, I gotta have one of these. So we got some cool drummers playing this, this thing. It's been, it's been pretty wild. So the uh, list of junkies that are currently on your website, were they all NAM, NAM inspired or have, or are they different relationships? Actually, I don't, those, any of them, I don't think any of them, of them are from NAM. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't put any NAM people up there. Okay. And like, it's been, it's been such a ride. We've, we've had random drummers just reach out. I should say they, these big names randomly reach out uh, and, and purchase them. I mean, my personal favorite drummer, Matt Chamberlain, emailed us. We were about maybe three months into launching the thing. And he found it on Facebook and emailed us and put in an order. And I, I was, just couldn't believe it. It was so cool. I, I think my favorite thing about this is I'll, I'll be busy, you know, I'll be in a rehearsal or something and an email will pop up and it'll, you know, be a notification, you know, that we sold a junk hat. And I always know it's somebody important when two seconds later, my phone starts buzzing and it's Mike. <laughs> yeah. We just, had, we just call. had one. <laughs> yeah. We, we just had one. It was Sean Pelton, the house drummer for SNL. Uh, oh, and I nice. was just like, Danny, Danny live. Oh my gosh. You know. Okay, that is that is cool. Well, if we're not going to be able to see it on the Colbert show right now, at least we can maybe try SNL in the next couple months well, and see. Yeah, how <laughs> zoom in. Yeah, we'll zoom in real close. <laughs> I was telling uh, Mike before we started that uh, I actually interviewed Jared Falk from Drumio um, uh, mid last year for uh, one of the episodes, and I met him at Nam last year. So it's awesome to see him on the list here. Yeah, he he's super cool. He's definitely one of our favorites, and uh, getting to see him use it was was pretty unique too. Yeah, we'll have to watch the drums in uh, in some of their lessons to see if it makes an appearance at some point. I will say it is very odd seeing the people that you've always admired and kind of followed on social media playing something that you yourself made. <laughs> like it's, it's humbling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I remember just a few days ago, Victor and Drizzo, who is. He was an early adopter for the junk hat. He's a top session cat in LA and Nashville. Um, just huge radio hits. And uh, he just put, he's putting together like a drummer and musician type podcast and video series. And in the promo, it's just him playing the junk hat and in, in the session with some guitar players. And it was just, yeah, again, like, holy crap, that's the junk hat it's played by Victor again. This is amazing. Yeah. That's gotta be a, a heck of a rush. I've talked to so many people on, on this, this show that, uh, um, have kind of had those like, oh my God, my idol is playing my product. You know, it's like, wow, I can never thought that I'd never, I'd never get to this point. So it's good, it's good to hear so many yeah. of those stories. <laughs> I, ne- I guess we never told you actually what it is, especially for those that can't see it right now. <laughs> well, there, there, there we go. I guess we should probably start with, can you describe it? Uh, we just said it was a, a pile of junk, but I mean, that's probably not very descriptive to someone who can't see it quite yet. <laughs> That's that's usually my sales pitch. So I'll let Danny do this part. I usually call it just a piece of junk. So Danny, take <laughs> it away. So the junk hat is basically a two piece, uh, similar to a hi hat. So you've got your your top piece and your bottom piece. Uh, the top of which is wood, and then we've kind of interwoven it with chains that hang down below it. And then the lower piece is a piece of just kind of crumpled up metal. Um, so that if you attach it to a hi-hat stand and open and close it with your foot, you get the chains dropping on the metal bottom, creating that kind of reverse snare drum sound, the sh- kind of the swell in. Um, but the cool thing and our, one of our favorite parts about this is if you close the top down so it's completely shut, 
and you hit it with your stick on what we call the impact piece, it sounds identical to like an 808 hand clap sample. So we were able to kind of duplicate something that everybody recognizes and everybody knows and everybody uses a computer for, but we're able to actually, you know, translate that live. Who would have thought an 808 hand clap would look like that? (laughs) (laughs) We tried to look like hands, but it didn't look as cool. Um, so, I, I, you know, assuming that these are in individually, you know, handcrafted, you don't really have much of an assembly line at this point. I, I'm guessing that everyone who orders one is kind of getting like their own custom individualized version of it at this point. Yeah, that's kind of a cool part about it, though, too. I mean, I we're hand hammering every single bottom. Uh, we're hand staining every single top. You know, uh, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy at this point, but we'll see what happens with it. I'm, I'm hoping not to have to touch every one of these forever. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm almost worried about like, uh, you know, hitting it and, uh, having, if you, well, I guess if you miss the pad, it would, it would be a problem like wood on wood contact. Am I going to break my stick kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you will be fine. And it already looks like junk. So even if you chip it a little bit, it won't look any worse. <laughs> you know, you guys so Giving them the hard sell. Yeah, something su- <laughs> you stumbled onto something super genius here where it will never look like it's aged in a, a day from brand new. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So uh, going kind of go back to, uh, you know, you said you had some new ideas, like are there other variations of hi-hats in the works or do you, are you kind of looking at uh, junk drums or junk cowbell or, you know, what kind of other uh, variations <laughs> would you be looking looking at in terms of new product? Well, the variations for the junk hat will be, next steps will be some hopefully you, some different colors and, and uh, add-ons to it. So maybe if you've already got a junk hat, you can stay tuned for, for new things you can put on it or plus it up, so to speak. Um, and then also, you know, some custom colors, things like that. As far as the next products are concerned, I don't think they're going to be hi-hat related, but they're definitely going to be cool and uh, interesting percussion sounds that are going to be one of a kind. Yeah, I think that's kind of the cool thing right now is everybody's testing all these kind of, you know, dipping their toe in the water of what's sonically possible for a drum set because it's all been the same for so long. You know, you've got cymbals, you've got toms, you know, so it's, I think our favorite part is just creating new sounds and thinking even further out the box than anyone else has thought to kind of come up with new sounds that people have to re kind of, you know, wrap their head around how to incorporate it. And that makes sense. You know, trying to, you guys are trying to stay kind of on the acoustic side where you could be looking at, uh, you know, how, how the, the major names are kind of going to electronicified acoustic kits and trying to make that crossover between electric kits and, and acoustic, but to, to bring new sounds. But, you know, are you guys looking for something where it stays acoustic, get a little more creative? Yeah, like you said, you know, drums have been the same since uh, we'll, we'll say Ludwig became famous with Ringo, you know, that kind of thing. It's just mm-hmm. they haven't changed a whole lot. <laughs> I guess that's that's, that's right. one of my favorite parts about this is even these famous drummers that we know and love struggle for even a second to figure out how to incorporate it because it is on a hi-hat stand most of the time. You, you can put it in a snare stand if you want and use it as like a side snare, but because it looks similar to a hi-hat, people's first inclination is to play eighth notes on it, which is not necessarily how it's intended. So it takes you a second to kind of wrap your head around it. Gotcha. It's kind of almost like a background sound or like a secondary, almost like a ghost note type of thing or. It, it can work as that. I like to think of it too, as a, like a backbeat enhancer. When you play it along with the snare drum on the backbeat, 
it kind of elongates that tone. And like Danny said, it's kind of a reverse, uh, like a reverse snare drum sound. Okay. But you know, we, I've been, we've been, we've been playing these in the studio quite a bit. And so have other drummers and producers are really enjoying working with them because it's just a fresh approach to like an 808. Like if there, there's a lot of, there's some pre-programmed go-to 808 hand claps. And this one's just different enough. It has a little bit more attack, a little bit more high end, and it just gives you more tools to work with as a producer. You might have a great tool here for uh, moving moving hip the needle on hip hop or R and B production. Oh, yep, that's exactly right. So Questlove, if you're listening, we'd love <laughs> to give you a tongue <laughs> Well, I was going to say you guys are looking to to beef this up with colors and stuff. I, I, you should uh, reach out to the guys at Drumlight and uh, get the LED lights on the inside of oh, it. Oh, I'm good. I've I've known the Drumlight guys for years. I've been working with them for a long time with Delta Ray. Yeah, I interviewed. Um, oh God, I'm, his name escapes me right now. I want to. Anyway, uh, Jeff, well, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, that's Jeff and Joey. Yep, yeah, I, I I talked to Jeff, um, and I met them uh, cool. again in Hanam last year too. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is this would be a great, great, awesome. uh, a different approach to lights that are on something that aren't a regular drum. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna hit. I'll, I'll hit them up tonight. That's a good idea. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I could help. I hope you. Teamwork. You, you yeah. Put my name on that somewhere in your uh, patent. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to, um, before we sign off, if you guys want to uh, plug the website, plug your social media, see where people can find you and they can actually take a look at the pictures of the junk hat and see for themselves what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, totally. Our, our website where you can order the junk hat at www.baldmanpercussion.com. And then the best way to keep up with us and videos and some funny commercials and things like that would be our Instagram page and that's just at bald man percussion. Um, and we're also on reverb.com. That's another, another way to, uh, to buy a junk hat too. Well, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on again today. This has been fantastic. Uh, it's been great to meet you guys. Uh, it's awesome to see something new and fresh and uh, even if it's, you know, visually, uh, a challenge to to grasp and put your head around it's still a nice new fresh thing so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we could get it on here and and uh introduce it yeah thank you so much and for the listeners it's not that ugly i mean it's just <laughs> it's, not that it's, it's, it's unique it's very unique and we encourage you to go to baldmanpercussion.com to look at it <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah we'll we'll make sure we'll tie it up with a bow at the end so <laughs> there well, it is thank okay, you so much cool. for having us matt oh you're welcome Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space, and be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Hey guys, Matt here from Behind the Backline. I recently released a free on-demand training called Three Steps to Drumming Up More Website Sales. During the nine-minute video, you'll learn the secrets to streamline your brand's image and dramatically increase your website sales. If you're a music brand or a retailer and you want to increase your website sales, go to octave.media slash drumoffer today. That's octave.media slash drumoffer. And thanks for listening to Behind the Backline.